Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Takeaways Podcast, Episode 3. This limited series is a special look into my new book, Takeaways, Secret Truths in Leading a Startup. This podcast is for entrepreneurs and other business owners anywhere who need some quick direction anytime they find themselves at a difficult crossroads. It's exactly what I needed when I was facing difficult daily decisions in the early weeks and months of my startup looped. I'm your host, Brian Friedman, and I'm currently the VP of Digital Innovation at Aventry, and previously I was the CEO and co-founder of Looped in Silicon Valley and in San Francisco. Today, I'm going to share how to remove your ego from the equation when finding your product market fit. So what are you waiting for? Let's get started. There is a common attitude among founders. It can best be described as pride mixed with individualism topped off a healthy dose of myopic vision. Founders, myself included, launch companies because of valid disappointment with the offerings we see in the market. We've looked at the marketplace, proclaimed that all other companies and products suck, and vow to do better. This battle cry resounds at pitch days throughout Silicon Valley, from Drape University to 500 startups to TechCrunch Disrupt. It is pervasive, partly accurate, but mostly dangerous. With a combative take-no-prisoners perspective, founders are often more likely to be loners, alienated from potential partners and beneficial relationships. Trust me. I learned the hard way. In the early days of Looped, we debated the value of working with more established event technology businesses. But instead, we chose to view them as legacy competitors. We redlined them on spreadsheets like prisoners in a firing line. We were young, energetic, and intent on taking down anyone along our warpath. In our competitive analysis, we fine-tuned our messaging and sales pitch to counteract the competition. Small and large companies alike we looked at the market and one-upped it at every turn. If they had product features, we had more. If they had a website, ours was better. Throughout our daily scrums and casual office banter, this attitude of superiority reigned supreme. We were convinced that the competition would be easily beat, that they were limping along in the virtual cusp of obliteration. And even if they weren't, customers would surely flock to our new technology. With ease, we would win over the marketplace for our shiny new products and mind-blowing capabilities. We were wrong. As we launched our product in a self-created oblivion, we discovered that our most promising prospects actually liked our competition. They were reluctant to change vendors. As we recoiled at being called, instead of taking the event marketing world by storm, we had to put in the time and play by the rules. Networking giant Cisco put us on the waiting list for a controlled proof-of-concept demonstration that took place in Germany in 2015. Database company MongoDB required us to enter a CVent, the largest event technology company at the time. AOL was working with another startup and tried to pair our capabilities. The other startup wouldn't even take our calls. This was all an education we neither anticipated nor wanted. Because of complexity and time constraints, Event planning is often handled by advertising agencies, marketing firms, and production houses with large armies of capable staff members. Along the way, Looped was often relegated to some contractor status with these third-party handlers in distance from the actual customer after those initial few conversations. While we could always excite prospects with sales pitches and products, we struggled to sell the vision. Companies felt more comfortable when our product folded into the larger, 
more conventional product offerings, and was managed by these third-party event planning firms. Without question, this hurt our ability to develop key relationships with customers. Was this outcome predictable? It could have been if we had listened. Along the way, some experienced entrepreneurs prepared us for this potential market reality. Scott Lipsky, former business development VP at Amazon and a serial entrepreneur with an IPO and mega merger on his resume, encouraged Loop to work with existing companies to develop the best product market fit. In an email in 2014, Scott cautioned us with this. Scott said, In my opinion, you have little choice but to partner with the existing players to get in. You have to educate people lots, which sucks. I know your vision is to do hardware plus software and also provide a total solution to some market. Getting over privacy barriers and achieving critical mass so that your customers and their users will get the obvious benefits are big deals and very expensive to achieve. Less so if you find a partner and just decide to license or sell your technology or company to them, which could be a great path for you right now. Now, five years later, after launching Looped, we see the clarity of retrospect. By selling Looped and working for a large event technology company, I recognize the wisdom of Scott's insights and why we were wrong to dismiss the competition in those early days. Sure, Loop digital badges and software met a market demand and were more advanced than any other competitor's products, but we lacked the leverage. Larger companies could offer one-stop shopping by selling a broad range of products. They were established, respected, and hard to beat. For so many years, we tried to contend with their velocity. We fought tenaciously, but were exerted effort in all the wrong ways. If we had instead overcome our own arrogance, we could have harnessed the power of the competition earlier and partnered together to achieve more. At Looped, we began with sales and then business development. We did it backwards. While this mistake wasn't fatal, it certainly crippled our revenue and hurt our time to product market fit. Reducing your arrogance and myopia enables you to find potential marketplace allies before you launch. By starting with the business development, you can find opportunities and partnerships to scale your product in a large company's pipeline, and then focus on sales once the demand arises outside the partner pipeline. This catalyzes your company's ability to get in the industry market quickly, gain product market fit, and scale exponentially. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to the Takeaways Podcast, which is produced every Tuesday for your enjoyment, and show notes can always be found on my blog on Medium at ownit. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow me on Instagram and you can sign up for more info on my new book at takeawaysbook.com. All of the links are going to be in the show notes. And until next time, keep following your dreams and own it.